I mean, when you look at him, you look at his profile photo, you look, this guy's a copywriter. It's like, yes, he is actually. You start talking to him, you'll know. It's 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 very deceiving when you look at him because this is a kid who's cult of copy. Is that him? No. Uh, he's he's copy and funnels is his is his group the free market oh, group. all right okay yeah the free market group is Nathan's um, we talk here and there I haven't jumped into his group yet because I'm still working on all my stuff but um, I'll probably jump into his deal later I, I learned some copy from from other older dudes um, there was a guy that used to be called the king of copy and he was he, he was who I used to follow as far as sales pages the old sales pages that used to run on for freaking ever yeah, forever, yeah. <clears throat> you realize before that they were 36-page letters. No, no, I, I haven't. Actually, because I'm not from, I honestly, I have to say that I came to this whole business thing. I did not know much about business, about sales. So things took a bit longer because I had to figure everything out myself, you know. So I got my head around branding and content maybe, you know, now I'm that's, kind of talking to sales. That's a good thing that you did that. that, that what, I read your story. And, and I'm glad that Des took you through that. That point of origin is one hell of a strong foundation to come off of. Um, wow, it's mad that you said that because I was just thinking about changing it because I got published in Influensive and I thought that's my new pinnacle point. And, you know, and that's interesting what you said. Maybe I won't change it just yet. You have to, you have to move it when it's called for. Mm. Again, if you think, think a bit strategically, you use the influencer feature as a means to begin to move that point. Yeah, you're at that pinnacle. Yeah, maybe now. need to add it rather than rewrite it. Yes, just and add that's it. A, that's a Des conversation. She'll help you yeah, figure yeah. that. But I, I wouldn't lose the origin story. I'd just find another place to keep it. Um, only because of the power of the hero, you or heroine, if you will, um, being able to get past and make a change that she had never thought she would ever have to do, um, and found the strength to do so. That's the hero story. That's how Marvel comics movies have been made. And that's how all of this. I mean, I know some of the guys that actually influenced the script writing on those. Um, and yeah. if you noticed every one of them, there is a hero, a villain, the hero has to change, become better in order to be able to overcome the villain. Um, <clears throat> speaking of which, I can't wait for Endgame. I, I, I think I know what they're going to do and it's going to be pretty awesome. <clears throat> So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. My daughter is a big fan. Uh, we are, I'm going to tag along fan <laughs> because, you know, but yes, uh, actually, you won't believe it, but uh, a friend of mine, he is a, he's a writer and he just released a little course, like a better course, whatever, 25 bucks. And it's all about this, you know, writing a book, hero story. I, I have a video open that I, I just, you know, I want to support him to this course, but I have this and it's all about this. It, I am fascinated with that. You know, when I was growing up, I was, fairy tales stories then I was uh, learning I was studying um, linguistics and and journalism for a little bit in Estonia before I immigrated and it was all about you know the folklore and how our tales um, represent even our national trends and how it all intertwined and all that I'm so fascinated with, with this whole thing so but it's so funny because you know I, I did a personality test yesterday that uh, has to do with your cognitive behavior which is your action taker behavior behavior and I've learned through that that this thing about me like say husband is has cancer and I'm like no I believe in my gut I need to do this and to start taking a risk without seeing an outcome is my natural trait so I'm just like that there's no other way and when I did that test I was like oh this explains everything I'm just gonna step into this you know and and take it and, and I, I do that all the time it's, it's an interesting thing because it attracts people who are not like that 
you know, people who need details, I can't stand details, I get bogged down. And <laughs> I'm just sort of like, okay, I know we need to do this. Why? I have no idea why. There is no fact, there is no factual proof to that, but you just just trust me. <laughs> and that's how okay. let's oh, so yeah, well, this is all going to be cut out and stored, but this is all good conversation anyway. I can probably do some other stuff with it, but let's let's start the actual interview and then, because we're already doing the same thing we did last time. Exactly. Why don't you? Exactly. I know I was afraid. Why don't you stop this recording and start recording again? Then you don't need to cut it out. It's just going oh, to I, I, it's easy. It's an easy edit. I already know where the point is. I can see it. It's good. All right, so... <clears throat> Hey everybody, good morning and welcome to Java Chat. <clears throat> this is Coffee with Mike, having my cup of coffee this morning, of course, and I'm here with the lovely Juliet Stapleton, the queen of visibility. Uh, thanks for joining me and, and coming online and having some fun today. We're gonna, we're gonna get right into it. And I usually start off with a very simple question, which is, for your specialty, what would be the best piece of advice you can give to budding entrepreneurs when it comes to visibility online? Well, hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm going to go straight to the point. If you want to be visible online or if you want to grow your business or if you want to achieve the life of your dreams, one thing that I would personally recommend you doing is take action before you have clarity, before you know anything, just trust your gut, have the intention that you're going to make it and then just start taking action. You can twiz, tweak things, you can adjust your course. There's nothing, nothing like failure, failure because it can change your direction at any time but if you start taking action today something will start happening a small action every day works so much more than trying to figure things out or you know wait for something some clarity or some sort of um, I don't know a, a light from the sky you know comes to you and then you know <laughs> everything and or you're looking for some magic strategy Not <laughs> You have to figure out your own strategy, the one that works for you, the one that will work for people that you attract with who you are, you know, so there is no point in waiting, just wasting time, do something. Ah, you know, that's, that's really interesting. Ah, that's, that's very interesting. I have, a, I have a lot of colleagues in the marketing realm that would contradict that. And yet, um, I've seen at times where they themselves have done exactly that. Um, and, and actually, that's an admonition in Think and Grow Rich, which we've discussed before, um, which is being able to take action and not waiting and, and trusting in the fact that something will come, that a plan will come together. It is good to have a strategy. It is good to have you know, tactics that back that strategy, but without any kind of execution at all, all that strategy is worthless anyway. So that's, that's, a, that's a real good piece of advice. Thank you. Um, for those of you that are listening on uh, on Anchor.fm or any of the podcasts, make sure that you share this out. There's going to be some pretty interesting nuggets here. The first time Juliet and I had a conversation, I think we had a run on <laughs> a run on conversation for about an hour and a half, um, and there's a good chance that might happen here. So let's see what happens. Um, Julie, Juliet, do me a favor. I, I was looking through your your website, and your origin story really dug into my heart like big time um, to the point that I had to stop a couple times because um, it deals with, it deals with cancer and it deals with a, a place that most people would say is super dark because it, cancer is a very emotional type of disease that causes some really harsh despair. Um, I know because I've lost my father to it. I know because I lost my 
one of my best friends to um, brain cancer. Um, it's rough. And when you're going through that place to have been able to do what you did, I think for one, it's a point of reference for anybody that's going through anything that's even similar. So if you, if you could just kind of walk us through that, I mean, that was a, that was a transformational point for you, wasn't it? Well, I actually, um, so there is a story on my website that is my original story. And of course, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's meant to, to emotionally connect people who are reading it with, with me. Um, there is a little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, now guys, if you're listening, um, I were, I am not a cancer survivor, but my husband is, but I want to tell you something that is not on the website and, um, give you a little bit of a backstory to my origin story before I talk about my origin story. Cool. So the was that we uh, in 2011 my life started going downhill from you know I was in kind of an okay job and the job started didn't didn't really work out or something you know and then they they started advertising my position without telling me I felt backstabbed you know I started I you know I walked out and it wasn't that I was bad at my job. It's just that they were advertising for a title of a manager when they kept me at the supervisor level, which is a horrendous, horrendous title to have. Anyway, so um, long story short, I felt like I'm falling in this bottomless pit and yeah. there, there was no end to it. And then on top of that, you know, the bad things, they all have happening faster. On top of that, my husband's mom was diagnosed with cancer and it was a pancreatic cancer. It was terminal cancer. We, we had to mom be there. Too? Yes, and we had to be there in the room when she was actually told that it's terminal and, and it's not going to be ever cured. You know, yeah. it was a very, very tough, tough moment. Um, and especially that uh, one of my husband's cousins just had breast cancer and she survived. And, and for this old woman, it was so, she was, she was 78. It was very difficult for her to hear this because she wasn't very educated. She didn't know that, you know, there's different types of cancer. Right. Some of them are terminal, some of them are not. And she's like, how is my terminal terminal if somebody else just got... You know, so she, she was real, real dis distressed, and we took her, we took her to live with us for for a while. You know, then of course she was uh, not able to live. You know, she had to go to the hospice, but that was a hard time because it, everything was. So I'm losing the job. You know, my mom-in-law is moving into me, and as as the woman looking after another woman, and there was a lot of physical care. Yeah. Um, I had to take care care of that. You know, at the same time, I had to look for jobs. There was no jobs at my caliber. I had to go back waitressing and thing, doing things like that. I never thought I'm going to be doing again. Um, and then, if you have any sort of sort of you know, if you're different, and I, I think I was always a little bit unemployable because at heart I'm an entrepreneur and I have my my own direction uh, <laughs> it always has the business at heart so the business owner would see that but not the management and not people around you so you know, I'd be always then outcasted and I didn't have great, great time with employment <laughs> so I'm going through that but that's destroying myself worse that's destroying how I feel about myself you know the value and and it's just making me feel like I'm falling so that was in 2011, 2012. I started my business because I lost all my income. I had to walk out of that job. And instead of going and signing up or, you know, doing anything, I'm like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to start my own business. My yeah. husband looking at me like I have three heads. I said, no, 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 I know, I know a lot about Facebook. I was, I was already uh, blogging. I was a fashion blogger at that stage. You know, I was into dressmaking crafts and I did tutorials. And I was, you know, I, I was always more about promotion. Then even back in the day when I was younger, I was in bands and with the moment the internet came into my life, I started being more about actually promoting myself than, than you know, <laughs> singing or, sure. or even good enough, you know, I'm going to have a bridge. So yeah. 
emotion was always there and I thought, you know, I can do it and I can create a business. And I've created in 2012. I found a few people to help them with their Facebook pages. I was working with a lot of local businesses. I live at the moment, uh, I live in a very small rural area in Ireland. But if you fast forward a little bit, 2015, my husband's sister got diagnosed with um, motor neuron disease and it was very progressing really, really fast. Now, she, we lost her at the end of 2016. And that was the point that before my origin story, which I'm going to go into started, uh, that was the, the, the situation where I watched somebody who throughout her life didn't make any decisions. You know, somebody who just shies away from making decisions, not good at it. So, you know, there's bad marriage, there's like things like that didn't work out. And then this disease, it almost like life said, well, you, you're not making any decisions. Well, I'm going to make a decision for you. And that decision, you cannot change whatever you do. And then, you know, she started losing her abilities and it was, it was really, really scary. Mm. You know, it was really scary. And then we lost her. And for me, it was a turning point. I knew that if I don't make some decisions, drastic decisions, yes, I already had my business. Yes. I, yes, I was sort of, you know, had something, but I was still an employee to these people I worked with mm -hmm. and I worked for pennies. You know, I take right. any on board i would i would tolerate i would work with people that i would never um you know support what they're doing so for example i was uh, supporting an e-commerce um hunting store where i am such an animal lover hunting for me is completely against my sure. nature yet sure. just for the free. and so it just again you know it's all how you feel about yourself you know mm -hmm. um, and i had to change something so i right. started thinking about what can i change and, and i started thinking that you know what this area here i already work with all the prominent businesses and it's not really working out for me there's mentality there's other things i have no idea how to prospect i have no idea how to sell myself every everybody comes to me through word of mouth it's a small yeah. place. So I, and, and then I don't want to prospect here because it feels like everyone I'm working with are sharing the same traits. So I don't want more of these people in my life. <laughs> so I said to myself, you know what? I used to be so good at promoting myself before. So uh -huh. why don't I just go and create something like this? So I had this thought, I had this thing inside me. And then by March uh, 2017, I uh, joined a, some sort of personal development group and they had a live video challenge. And I did a live video challenge seven days. I was like, wow, video is great. Let me challenge myself and do it for another 30 days. And I did this 30 days um, live video uh, challenge to myself inside that group. But on day, day four, um, my husband was getting a bit sick. We thought it was a flu, um, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, but he was getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So on day four of my challenge, um, we had to rush him to the doctor because he was getting really bad. And, and we, the doctor straight away suspected something terrible. She told me to pack up a big bag and take him to the hospital. And we went to the hospital and within 24 hours, he was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer, stage four, and it was extremely aggressive. His organs started, were too weak to even consider treatment. And that was, we were, you know, we were in relationships for a very long time. He proposed to me on the first date and our wedding was three weeks after this day. Wow. Wow. So we didn't know that day where so when i came home i left him at the hospital obviously okay i drove home i don't know how i drove home and um next day i woke up and i was saying to myself what am i to do you know and because you don't know anything it's like you know the, the whatever carpet whatever ground you have is taking under you yeah uh, but from under you but what i what i had in growing up and probably it's my natural trait but i always said you know there's three days if anything happens you have three days first day you can cry your eyes out you can feel miserable you know this is your day to just dump this negative <laughs> 
tears and you know but the next sure. day you you need to stop crying you need the next day you need to think you know how can we make it better and the third day you move on and i dealt with that all my heartbreaks when i was younger with the boys and you know it was always this approach three days approach so while i was sitting there and crying my eyes out the next day um i you know i just had this feeling that things are going to be okay and i and i also said to myself first of all this is not my battle and i can't whatever i do i cannot win a cancer battle for yeah. my husband this is his journey this is his battle and i just have to go with whatever's going to happen but whatever's going to happen i'm not going to give any energy to cancer because right. i felt like it's this thing kicked in when i said how can we make it better this pro problem solving thing that i have naturally just kicked in yeah. and i also received on that day I, i received a couple of signs you know that i need to move forward so that was that was something that helped me you know just a couple sure. of messages and i just said you know what i'm going to uh, continue with this 30 whatever days I, it was day four so i'm going to continue that i'm not going to pour my heart out to these people so they feel sorry for me but what i'm going to show them is how i'm going to deal with this and so from day five day four I, could, i didn't do the live video because i was too too distressed but from sure. day five i started talking about how i'm dealing with this how do you deal with something punches you in the face and mm -hmm. how you know what do you do next and and i basically just had that whole thing and even the office that i built my business from that moment to now um this is this was the office this room i'm here now uh, it had it needed painting painters let me down and i you know i painted this it was my way it was all kind of old and run down i said no i'm going to fix it it's like my right. husband and i'm going to fix it i'm going to you know right. paint it make it lovely mm. and this is going to be something a start of it and then the other thing that was crucial what i decided to do is i decided to focus on the moment where not when he recovers but the moment where cancer will be completely like a, a bad nightmare we had ah. now it's easy to say it for me guys because i haven't got through it if i was the one suffering i don't know how i would deal with that because physical pain and what he had to go through is horrendous and you know he's still two years on and he's still suffering with some you know side effects of what what it left in his body because there's so much toxins in, in yeah. his body now yeah. i'm not dealing with that so easier said than done in a way but for me i was that rock and it was the most unusual way how how it manifested in me and a lot of people would judge me but i didn't care i didn't care if my husband would judge me i supported him as much as i could he was he was in the hospital two hours drive away from us and i i just couldn't physically be there all the time my daughter was going to school in a different direction i had to give her a lift there every day so there was you know there was a situation where i had to do something that i put myself first because i had to look up to myself and be strong but not be strong you know you need to ask for help when you're asking for help you need to take action and do something and i started my online business you know so i started connecting to people i created a show um that i would interview other people as as the way to become more visible to more audiences i was befriending people like crazy um i was uh, talking about what i know about online world and facebook and you know and then by in in a few months i realized that i'm actually i actually have a strategy here that's working Nice. you know between, between creating content and um exposing yourself to others audiences uh, and also connecting to people and talking to people creating real relationships so i've created this system that now i call fearless client attraction method 
and I pre-sold it as my first course, you know, and nice. basically started making money, you know, and that showed me that, okay, it wasn't a huge amount and I had nothing, I had no understanding of how, how sales should be done, you know, what, what is business, what's, like, I'm not someone who works to targets in my brain because that's not the way my brain works and I'm on my own as well. So things took a little bit longer to figure out, but the, the action I took every day and that complete blind face that, you know, I'm going to create this future for us, mm-hmm. it worked. It yeah. worked. And, you know, when he got sick, I, I wrote down, actually, I wrote down my goals for, uh-huh. and uh, now I'm looking, they're still my wall, and now I'm looking at them, and I'm not joking, everything, uh, everything came true, including <coughs> things that my daughter finished school, she finished school with the best results uh, in the top 17 in the country, she then entered wow. Trinity College Dublin, which is a very prestigious college, which is still running on top of class, and I can't believe she's finishing second year now, you know, because That's we awesome. didn't even she's gonna get there so these things were on the list um learning to swim was on the list i learned to swim last year first time in 42 years and you know this is something and the only thing i have to still do is write a book but i have already started on that so and the business i have my business that is location free i fired everybody i didn't like working with and other people aligned some people mm-hmm. that i didn't like working with they somehow they aligned and some of them became my close friends even uh, people who are who are with me here i have i have clients and students from chile to nova scotia and singapore and like europe everywhere and it's just it's it's kind of a dream it's hard work and it's not magic you know this wasn't done by magic it was done by hustle hard work connecting to people spending a lot of time marketing a lot of time being visible but it worked this is a resounding thing that i hear with most of the interviews is that a lot of hard work had to go in it because most of us that are entrepreneurial had to fail forward you know everybody's everybody gets into that lull and where they have to go into their learning like for the last even for myself for the last week i've been working on a new um i have a new partnership with a data company um and we had a light conversation about that since then i probably spent a good 10, 12 hours learning what it is that I've actually gotten myself into. It's way better than I thought it was. I mean, I, I thought it was good already, which was the reason I made the initial investment. But I mean, you put the time in, like you said, you put the time in, you take the action, you move, and then you end up understanding it a lot more. And when you look at it, when you really understand something and you look at it, you go, wow, now how do I implement that? By, by implementing it and doing something, just do anything, you know, some, making a move, like you said, and that, and that makes absolute sense. Um, you still have that show, don't you? Oh, yes, that show. In fact, the, the very first, it's, it's kind of evolved, you know, I changed the name. Uh, it started as Easy Chats, which that's what, exactly what it was. It just was just a little chat we, I, I would have with entrepreneurs. But for me, it was also the way of learning, you know, and tapping into somebody's experience in a way while providing entertainment for my and theirs uh, audience. And I had some great people coming in. And then from 2018, I, I uh, renamed it to Show Up, Stand Out. And Show Up, Stand Out has celebrated now its first anniversary. Now it's almost tough year congratulations that is awesome it's a weekly show i um i run it on my facebook page it's on youtube as well but it just gives me a a chance to talk to people in fact it turned into my best-selling tool in a way because i know a lot of people who come into my and become my students and my clients they watch those interviews and 
I get a chance to shine as an expert when I talk to people as well. There's a way, in fact, I even have a training now how to do interviews, uh, how to host interviews, um, you know, like a boss. So that's yeah, exactly nice. And I'm loving it. I think that if I if I didn't have to work and hustle, and if I I don't know, I don't believe in winning the lottery because that's that means you're not taking any action or you think that something's gonna happen to you, which I don't believe in. But if I won a lottery tomorrow, I'd still have a show. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of what we do here with Java Chat. I mean, the idea is to basically share the story of of entrepreneurs, where they've been, what they're doing, how they got there, uh, and and again to kind of string this resounding theory of. It takes time. It takes work. Um, you interview Trish, which is a very good friend of mine. Um, both her and her husband are, are very good friends. Um, her run took three years before she finally, I, I think you just saw it recently, she finally quit her day job. Three years later. Most people look at her kind of success and go, wow, that must have been awesome. You've been discovered, blah, blah, blah. You know, you've been the age of 2021. 20, that's a big deal. <clears throat> you, you've, had, you've had all of these great things happen. And she does her lives and she's literally said, guys, this is three years later. Don't think this is going to happen tonight, tomorrow, or the next day. Shit, it probably won't even happen this year. That's okay. It's the persistence of work, hard work, that exactly. brings you into something like this. And even, and, and you can probably attest to this as the queen of visibility. Well, you I will be honest. What it's evolved into and what it is now and how much work you've had to put into that. And now you finally made the first year. Which, again, but I'm not, I'm not uh, a millionaire, guys. I don't yeah. have a seven-figure business after two years. I don't have. I have a business now that is, is okay, uh, that I can actually move and live anywhere I want, which I'm doing right now, moving away from Ireland. And I'm going back to Estonia, where I'm from, uh, and that I immigrated uh, from 20 well, years. You're moving, you're moving back to Estonia, but I still hear an Irish accent in there. Oh, I'm going to stay there. I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak English. English is my first language now. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be very weird one and I don't belong to Italians, I don't belong to Russians my first language is Russian but I'm going to just speak English and pretend with my Juliet Stapleton very English name yes very <laughs> English name <laughs> I actually never thought that I'm going to go home uh, it's not because I'm nostalgic or anything but it happens to be the place that ticks all the boxes when we wrote a list of our dream places then last time when we visited home we said hang on a second it's all here and it's insanely beautiful so my Instagram account is going to blow up so <laughs> you know, um, it's just something that that you have to think about quality of life, and and uh, we don't have as much quality of life living where we are than where what we want to have. Yeah. So my business, yes, but I agree with that because if I didn't have my own business with uh -huh. these clients that I mentioned before, people that I might not have been, you know, in love with working mm. with were paying my bills and they've been paying my bills until last year the last client that I, it was very scary to release you know these retainer clients and just rely on the online world because you have to take responsibility for every penny you make when you're mm. doing it yourself <laughs> online that's yep. a huge, scary thing you know now i know if i if i don't hustle if i don't write that post if i don't make that call to action i am not going to be able to pay for my rent i mean yep. i'm not in that situation but yep. it's you know it's that if you take that much responsibility and then you are making some money and you're enjoying it. It's coming yeah. in and it's becoming easy because you already created a habit of doing it. You're not sitting there overthinking or resisting to make an offer. That's a big thing with the online entrepreneurs, you know, and, and things. But if I didn't have that business, I would not be able to build what I've built because visibility comes before sales. Now, you might be very good naturally at sales. And if you reach out to people, you start conversations, you know, and through, I'm not saying like reach out, call, like called out reach marketing 
outreach, but just genuine conversations. And you will see if there's interest. And if you're very good, you will get those people on calls and you'll get the money much sooner. Yep. But if you're not, yeah, I don't come from sales background. I had to learn all this through these two years, you know, but if you're not like that, yes, it's going to take longer. And yes, you have to have something to, you know, don't rely, don't be, don't be silly. But I blame the gurus for, you know, a lot of false information. <laughs> I blame the gurus. I had a conversation this morning with um, a student of mine and he's just starting and he was talking about uh, that he needs, and I was saying to him, you need to build your audience. You don't have enough even Facebook friends to even consider any sales right now. You need to yeah. build your authority, write content, you know, and, and expand like crazy. And he was saying, no, but I need first one-on-one -on -one clients. And I'm saying one-on-one -on -one clients, you know, if somebody wants to hire you one-on-one -on -one as a coach, you should be, they should be prepared to pay a couple of thousand, you know, for whatever package you're offering, if you're any, any good or something. That's a kind of standard, right? But why would they pay you that to you if they don't know who you are? You don't have anything to your name, no authority. Of course, it's so hard, but I blame people like Frank Kern, who I like personally. I like watching his videos and all that. But when, when he releases a book and he says, go after the, longest, uh, the lowest hanging fruit, which is one-on-one -on -one coaching, which is a lot of bollocks, pardon my Irish, because, you know, nobody knows. Better than what you would have said it if you were here in the U.S., so bollocks is fine. Oh, no, that's okay. I can do better than that. But, you know, now it will do. But, but that's what I'm saying. And I, I feel so angry, kind of, because I know Frank Kern didn't start as a coach. And a lot of time, people who... No, he was a surfer boy that, uh, that got into internet marketing and actually learned from Jim That's what Walker. I'm saying, selling like, <laughs> like that, you know. So in a way, he's not qualified to give that kind of advice because he didn't start like a, as a coach himself, you know. And yeah, this is something, yeah, this is something that, and I, I'm saying, I do not dislike Frank. I love him. I love him, watching his videos and all that. There's personality no, he knows He knows marketing, let me tell you. He yes. understands that. Oh. Yeah, but just that one little advice and, you know, then you download his book and in the book it says, don't worry about it, you know, go for one-on-one -on -one coaching. But he actually, it's more about don't for your services that he's talking about, I'd say, but people misunderstand this and they think yeah. that, you know, they will, they will sell these coaching packages. Well, I, I lost probably four months last year um, just sort of hooking on that. Then a person that I was mentoring me at the moment also said to me, you know what, just forget about your online trainings and whatever you have in mind, you know, just go for one-on-one -on -one coaching. And do you know how many clients I got one-on-one -on -one in for two months of me positioning myself as a coach? Two. Yeah. I got two clients. That's yes. It was a great day. I made twenty twenty thousand dollars in one day, but then I didn't make anything. I, I didn't get more clients. Yeah. And so it's, it's hard, you know, and then $20, uh, you know, $20,000, I have to work for a year for that. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not, that it's, I just made this and that's how my everyday goes. Right. So we have to, let's be honest, what actually happens when people throw these numbers and when, you know, out there and, so there's a lot of discourse and yeah. it has to be, it, you, we have to blame the gurus for. There, you know, there are, there are quite a few. It's interesting because um, one of the things that I do, especially nowadays is I, I like, I like cruising the news feeds on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Instagram. I like looking for the ads to see what's being put out and see who's putting what out. Um, and I, I laugh a lot only because, only because <laughs> that I do, um, now that I have the, now that I have the data access that I do have, <clears throat> there's a lot of there's a lot of epiphanies I had while learning all this stuff um, as to what really happens with data. Um, as a matter of fact, and this is actually mentioned by I, I can't remember who I saw it, but they they mentioned that Facebook alone has over four hundred thousand data points on each user. 
Yeah. Or a hundred thousand. And they only give you access to a very, very, very small percentage. And you don't even really get to resolve who that person is. You have to keep renting the data from them. And that's how they make their money. And yet everybody else goes out there. Here's the greatest strategy to make your cost of acquisition go down. Here's the greatest strategy to, to acquire more clients. Here's the best way to, and I'm looking at them all going, not a single one of you can do what I can do. And it's because I know how to get that identity. And I also know how to get out into the market before you get to them. So when you're talking to people, you're spraying and praying. It's an audience. Whereas I can target an individual person. There's a big difference. So you're right. When, when gurus go out there and they start advertising all this stuff, you can make a seven-figure business by doing this. You can do that. But you got to pay them 2500 to start. I'm like, I can use $500 and do the same thing that you're doing and get to the people before you ever do. But I'm not going to go out and sell that as a course because that would be foolhardy. First off, I don't have enough experience in it. I'm still learning. And at the same time, uh, I have clients that I need to service. You know, if somebody wants to become a guru, please, by all means, go ahead. That's fine. If, if that's what you're going to do, please prove some real results. Please show some real results, create some real results. But like, if you're an entrepreneur and you're just hitting the ground, don't go look into the gurus to give you the savior. It's not going to work that way. I, and even then, <clears throat> the success stories, every one of them has a disclaimer. These results are not typical. Why? Because they probably invested more money than you ever will. And if you don't have that budget or you don't have a budget, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be grinding. Not that that's bad. That's part of it. Like you just said, you mentioned a couple of interesting things too. Um, when it comes to habit, you created a consistent habit of doing and, and making things happen, whether that was creating content or getting out there on, on your easy chat or now, now show up, uh, show up, stand out. I, I'll remember that. I mean, that's, why, that's why you see me writing all the time is because I'm taking yeah. notes. And that's like, oh, that's another point we got to go over. When did you realize that it became a habit and became comfortable with the, with the habit itself of being consistent and persistent? Well, I will be very, very honest with you. It's not a comfortable habit. It's like <laughs> if you don't like exercising and you need to go and exercise to lose weight or to be in shape, it's always painful and you're always dealing with resistances because being lazy is easier. Oh, and sure. It, for oh, me, it's easier to be lazy. For me, it's easier not to work out. <laughs> because, you know, nobody sees me from shoulders down and they don't know what's happening there for the last two years while I'm sitting down all the time. That's why it <laughs> stops right here, dear. <laughs> you know, it's like a, like this is, I need to do some sort of some sort of like a meme or something where I have a pretty top and then you know there's like a monster that fills in the floor here because <laughs> this is the same thing with what's happening with the habits and with consistency. You know what I said before? I what, what the biggest difference that um, that I basically made to myself because I decided to fire people I didn't want in my life, even mm -hmm. though they were. 80% of my current mm -hmm. income. It was scary, but I said to myself, I need to do this because I need to be responsible for yeah. what's happening in my life. And this responsibility, this, this thought of, no, I am responsible. That's what makes me, um, you know, cre I created a habit. So yes, of course I have a habit of doing things, but it's not easy. 
I'm dealing with resistances as well. You know, if I took a, a week off doing live videos, it's going to be the same resistances as those people who never did live videos and they're afraid. But I just know that, you know, there is light on the end of the tunnel. So I'll just go and maybe I'll record one or two videos before I get comfortable again. And then I go live, you know, so I just, the habit, it's more even not the habit, but it's just the strategy of pushing yeah through resistances because you know you, ha you are responsible for you. I don't believe that things happen to us. I do not believe that we have to work hard and we, everything is on our shoulders. I believe we co-create life with, we create what our reality, you know. If we have an intention that something's going to happen, we create, but creating means you have to do something. It yeah. doesn't mean that you're not, things will align. So it's not on your shoulders, you know, it's not like, oh my God, I work hard, the universe weight is on my shoulders. No, the universe is there to support you, right? But you need to take action. And when you start taking action with, and you have the intention, everything starts aligning. And you just need to be, you know, don't be afraid. Sometimes some, some alignments are more drastic than others, you know, just, just sure. navigate through it, you know, and then eventually you'll go somewhere else. What I don't believe, and I, I see it very clearly, you know, they say success is a journey. I don't believe that there is an end point to this. And this is what, when you get ah. your head rounded, then you understand that celebrating small wins, small little things. You know, I just wrote a poster before I came to this um, interview and, and then I took a selfie and the selfie was half decent and the post was good. And it, I might make some sales from just that post because that happens to me. And that's a win. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to celebrate this. I'm, I feel good about it. You know, it's yeah. all about feeling good about small little steps you take. But when you look back, you are going, you know, you are going, uh, you are going to get somewhere. It's slower in the beginning, so it's harder when you start. Yeah. But the more you do it, the more, the faster you move. It's never going to be the end point when you just made it, unless, I don't know, unless you win a lottery. You, you, just, you actually just reminded me of a meme that, that speaks very well to what you just described. Um, and it, it deals with childhood, moving into adolescence, moving into adulthood. But it serves the same purpose with what you just said. Let me describe it. Um, it shows a very young child walking along a path and it's kind of going up over a little rise, little knoll, grassy little knoll, right? And the and child gets to the top. Well, that was easy. I wonder what's next. And the next thing it shows adolescence, it's a rocky climb and the rocks look kind of loose. I mean, it shows it. And then behind that's adulthood. And there's this huge volcano that's dripping with lava on the back end. And the child looks up and goes, oh boy. And I think, I think what most people, what most people do is they overwhelm themselves rather than realizing, yeah, that journey. And even at the end of adulthood, if you were to look at it that way, that's just a volcano. What's behind that? What's beyond that? There's flatlands, there's hilly lands, there's mountainous lands. There's another mountain to climb after each, like you said, little wind that you hit. And some of them you're not meant to climb, but I think people get it twisted up. I know a few people that talk about the journey and they never talk about an end. They talk about the journey. And the journey towards success, there is no end. There never is an end. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is the end is when we're in the ground. That's the end. Well, that's even, even, then, I mean, even then, that's not even the end. Then, that, yeah. That's the end of that's the end of this. Yeah. But it's not necessarily the end of us as an energetic being. It's, there's there's more to it. I do not believe that. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean it's it's like if you're focused so much on the and you're missing the point. If you're focused on the little wins and the goals and the bigger wins that they, that it builds up to, great. You'll never slow down. You'll never, well, yeah. you'll never quit. This is what you 
that what you said is important because you can either look at the end, pretend that there is an end somewhere and get overwhelmed how much you have to do towards it, or you get can keep going and then get disheartened that you are not reaching that the end. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of people miss, um, miss their purpose is they think that there's an end. The whole when thing about there's an end in sight. Yeah, when, when people say, well, I see there's the end is in sight. And I'm like, okay, and what's behind that? What do you mean? I'm like, really? That's all you're thinking about? Is that end? You don't, well, I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, so I don't think you're understanding the point. That is not the end. Oh, I know there's more to it. Okay, good. Then don't focus on that as the stop. Because if you do, when you get there, just like you said, you're going to end up looking back at it and going, oh, what do I do now? And the whole overwhelm thing cycle starts all over again. It's what uh, Tony Robbins calls the crazy eights. You, you, end up, you end up going into this vicious circle of it's great, it's horrible, it's great, it's horrible, it's great, it's horrible. Right here, right in the middle is where you belong. Whether it's great or horrible is irrelevant. It's I'm moving and I'm going to continue moving and I'm going to continue moving. Until can, I I tell you, can I tell you a, a, a story? Or, yes, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. That, that's what we do here. When I was three years old, <laughs> I, was three years old I saw a movie, a Russian movie, um, D'Artagnan and Three Musketeers. And D'Artagnan was gorgeous and, and they sang in the movie. Oh. So he okay. could sing, he had, you know, and, and I just said, I am marrying D'Artagnan. I was so delighted. <laughs> His things got poisoned and he was available. I'm gonna <laughs> My mom would go and say, take me somewhere. I don't know, she'd have to go to dentist or something. And then she hears everybody laughing in the waiting room because I'm walking up and down and telling them the story of me going to Paris and marrying D'Artagnan and, and the whole thing. So that was when I was three. I, uh, when I, later on, a little bit later on in life, you know, uh, I was, I grew up in Soviet Union, right? So, uh -huh. you know, I, we were pioneers and we yeah. were the full shebang. I'm so glad that I went through that period of my life. And I remember once we had this, this uh, meeting, our pioneer meeting in the class, everybody was a pioneer. You, you didn't have a choice. Right. But what are you going to do when you grow up? And some people would say, I'll be a diplomat. We were in the special English sure. class learning English sure, sure, sure. So I'll be diplomat I'll be this I'll be that and I said well I'm going to marry a foreigner and I'm going to move out <laughs> I honestly said that I was the president I was the leader of the pioneer wow. class and I'm coming up with that that stuff I I knew I'm going to marry a foreigner it wasn't dark at that stage I was a bit older and I knew that it was a movie <laughs> Oh, that actor in another movie and I was so heartbroken but anyway so so that was then I started singing I was singing from a very early age and then I went in bands and then I for some reasons I started saying well I'm gonna marry a music producer so uh -huh. then I have a foreigner and you know what I never had this story about the knight on a white horse coming into me in my dungeon like like pretty yeah women's. yeah my story was I am going to go there free that's what happened you know i had this dream my intent was to meet my other half to in order to meet my other half i had to um i had to get married in estonia to someone else sure. I, had, I had to somehow miraculously get invited to to do a festival in, in uh, denmark and the festival people paid us to go to london and uh, that was something that was just too expensive at that stage sure, you know the sure. economical differences and everything and that just happened within like two months and, and i wrapped up my life and just the day before my birthday i left and on my birthday i was in london and i started i, I looked at the 20 years of my life 20 years anniversary this year and i, I then, 
then I got pregnant and I couldn't stay in London because there wouldn't be anything. And I said, I need to do something. I don't want to go home. And they said, you know, you come to Ireland and you can get residency if you have a baby on their territory because they're very old. Uh, school, so have these yeah. laws. I yeah. said, sure, let's take a bus. Eight months pregnant, took a bus, came to Dublin, didn't know anybody. I don't know what happened, but I'm here. So. <laughs> it all worked out is basically what yeah. you're saying. You know? <laughs> yeah, so all that had to happen. A couple of years later, I met my other half here. We are together still. And that is my husband whose story is my origin story on my website. But uh, this is the dream that came true. It came true exactly how I wanted it to come true. I married a music producer who is a foreigner to me. So yeah. I said, English. I never speak Russian. I don't speak English to my daughter even, you know, so I completely transformed my life and everything aligned. There were scary moments. There were crazy moments. There was like loads of moments, but that, that dream kind of came true. So what happened later, uh, we, we got married much later, but it, you know, we, we got together. Sure. Um, what happened later is that I didn't have a dream. So my, I didn't have that end. That was the life after the end. Yeah. Ever after. Right. So during the happily ever after all that, uh, shite that I spoke about earlier happened. <laughs> you know, all the you know losing myself and, and working with wrong people and not really yeah. valuing myself, not having a dream. And right. what happened with, with cancer? What happened in my life is that I've created a new dream. I've yeah. created a new dream. Of being an entrepreneur, of being responsible for my life, of having life of my dreams, which I'm working towards now. And it, no, I don't have the end because I'm. I now know consciously seeing how my dreams came true. First of all, I know I can manifest my dreams and everybody can, you know, it's, it's perseverance. But I also know that I don't want to have a dream that can't evolve and that I can't create another dream as I am, as this dream is coming true, I can just adjust and maybe have another dream and then another dream. So there's never this end point. And after that, you're like, oh, what am I to do now? And this is why the success is a journey. Again. And now I see it so clearly. <clears throat> like experienced manifester of dreams. <laughs> and, and, and again, that's, that, again, that speaks very clearly to the fact that and you just mentioned dreams evolving. You know, every year in, in for corporate business, they always look at their goals and what do their goals need to evolve into because there is no end to a business unless there's no profit. So when you look at it from a personal standpoint, it's the same story. It's not about profit. It's about where's your life going? What are you going to do next? What do you want to do next? Where is that vision going to become something even bigger, even better, even more beautiful? Um, what is it that's going to be past that endpoint? You you hit it in a, in a rock wall style, which most people do, and you were able to realize that the rock wall is only so wide. All you had to do was rock around it and go see what was on the other side. Most people never get there because they get right to this little two-inch spot on the rock that's right in front of them and go, I'm stuck. Yeah. That's and it. They, and they miss it. And, and because of that, they end up not persevering. They end up not being persistent. They end up not creating the habits. And they get stuck in a place that they don't really belong. Um, humankind, in my opinion, is probably one of the most amazing beings because we have this power of creation, which no other being on this planet has. And I'm not talking about procreation. I'm talking about the ability to create things. We've built stuff that, honestly, we shouldn't be able to build. Uh, pyramids, anybody? Um, we've done things that we shouldn't have been able to do. We've sent men to the moon. We've sent people to outer space. We've sent people to the bottom of the ocean now uh, and, and done it smartly. I mean, we've been able to calculate things that, that years ago, mankind looked at and went, that doesn't exist. Actually, yes, it does. And even now, even those calculations in science are being challenged because they're finding new stuff again. 
And it's like, but, but it's because these people, and although they're using what, what we like to call the synthetic imagination, which is basically experience to create theorems and new, new ideas, there are things being found where a scientist will look at it and go, that's nowhere in our, in our experience. We don't, we've never seen this before. And then they all go back to the drawing board. They start writing all over the, if people, I think just in general, if people would spend more time taking their now dream and going, well, where, where else could this go? It just, it doesn't have to take hours a day. Just sit for a couple minutes. You know, you'd be surprised what your imaginative, your creative imagination actually comes up with. Over half of the people were raised to think, nah, that couldn't happen. Uh, actually, yeah, it can. You're a living testimony of it. A lot of the people that I interview are living testimonies of that. Um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to Mark Harris's uh, interview that we did uh, last time, amazing one. Um, just like this one, by the way. Thank you. And, and actually, we're, we're like literally at the end. Um, it, but he, he talks about that definite aim and purpose in life and how to get focus. And you talk about focus and you talk about habit. And, and it's, again, it's a resounding theme that I keep hearing over and over. Um, and I, I think if most people, anybody that's listening to this or watching this would actually take the time to slow the hell down, seriously, slow the hell down and take a look at what it is you're aiming for. Yeah, that's great. You got a goal. That's cool. You have a why. Awesome. Got to have that. Your dreams, wonderful, but you need to slow it down once in a while and actually take a look at it and go, okay, so that's the pseudo end point. What's after that? What else is there? I mean, once my son grows up and hits 18, which is this year, although he's with me for one more year because of school, once he hits 18, what, what, where's he going to go? You know, what do I do next? Because once he flies the coup, it's me. What do I do with myself after that? A lot of my life has been lived for him and for my mother which, you know, puts certain challenges in place. But once he goes, what do I do with mom? You know, do I keep her? Do I, do I get her into an active living community where she can be happy meeting other people her age and being active? I don't want to put her in a home. Um, and then what do I do? Where does, my, where does my focus go after that? Do I go back to music? Because I can still play music and sing. Not as good as I used to, but I can still do that. I could still go back to production and other things. I can go back to, you know, I'm already doing data. I mean, and, and mind you, data is very detailed. By the way, I just motioned <laughs> not me silently. Um, You're basically like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm very much 20,000 foot. Um, I want to thank you very much for taking the time. Our chats usually end up like, just like this. They run for a while and I love them. I'm happy to do these again, anytime you want. Um, whether interview or not, I'm just happy to connect with you. You're, you're like my new bestie kind of thing. Um, uh, and and, and I, I want to thank you for sharing your story. I want to thank you for sharing your insights. Um, where can somebody find you to learn that story, to understand how you can help them more? Um, and, and mind you guys, for anybody watching this or listening to this, if you need to understand how to get yourself more visible online, this is who you want to talk to. So where do they find you? Well, very simple. Two places you can check out. If you're on Facebook, and I am on Facebook. Facebook is my thing. Yes, yes it is. Like we were just talking about changes. Yes. It's changing, but we're evolving with it. So yep. look me up. Look me up. Juliet Stapleton, you can send me a friend request. Now I'm, I'm almost at my limit now, but you can follow me. And you can, you can see, uh, you can check out my page, Juliet Stapleton, the queen of visibility. That's what they say. Or you can just go to julietstapleton.com and mm -hmm. check out everything in one concise space all together and see if you are looking to get more visible to position yourself as authority yeah see if if you resonate with me and what i say 
then you might we might be a good fit together but don't i always always only work with people who are gr- the greatest fit possible and feels great of course it should be that way how if you feel like this about me give me a shout and if not just stay, stick around because there's a lot of fun going on and yeah I, i'm actually looking forward i, I want to go dig into some of those shows um i, I was kind of watching one of them recently and I, I like the format so I'll, I'll have to go watch some more all right guys that's it this is java chat it's coffee with mike thanks for ha- hanging out with us um i'm again here with juliet stapleton the queen of visibility make sure that you check her out online julietstapleton.com uh, if you guys got any questions, you know where I'm at. You're welcome to reach out anytime. Send me a call. Send me a message. I'm happy to discuss more with you what it is that we've been talking about. Whatever you do, keep your head up. Keep moving forward. You know I love you guys. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon. Ciao for now.